Welcome to our monthly Grow Spiritually podcast, helping people and families dive into scripture and share their faith with each other. We hope you will find meaningful conversation and growth from this practice. This month's theme is Doubting Thomas. If you would like to follow along with the passage, pause and get a Bible, turning to John 20. Before we begin, I'd love some feedback on how these are working for you. It helps to know if folks are utilizing these devotionals, if they are helpful, and if there are things that can be adjusted to make them more spiritually nurturing. Please reach out with any gentle feedback you'd like to share. Let's begin now with a prayer as we get comfortable in our bodies and in the spaces we find ourselves in now. Let us pray. God, be with us as we listen to your word. Be with us as we share our faith. Be with us as we wonder where you are in our lives and how you are leading us. Be with us if we doubt. Be with us if we struggle to notice you. Be with us if we don't feel ready to focus. Be with us and help us to experience you now. Amen. As you hear this reading from John, notice if a word or phrase stands out to you. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who is called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. Pause now and allow room for everyone that wishes to share a word or phrase that stuck out for them. I love Thomas. Thomas is my kind of people. Do you ever wonder why he wasn't in the room where it happened? I've always wanted to know where he was. Of course, we'll never know for sure, but I do find it interesting that everyone else was locked away up there, afraid. They were hiding because they'd just witnessed their friend and leader's execution, and they were terrified that they'd be next. I imagine that I would be doing the exact same thing. But Thomas wasn't. He doesn't appear to be hiding. He doesn't appear to be locked away. Was he going on about his life with courage that the others weren't able to tap into? 
When Jesus' friend Lazarus had died, several chapters earlier in John, the disciples didn't want Jesus to go because they knew he was being watched. They were afraid the authorities would find Jesus, arrest, and kill him. They wanted him to hide. But Jesus had insisted on going, and Thomas had said, Let us go that we may die with him. Thomas was bold. He appears to be the most committed disciple of the bunch, and at least in theory, he seemed prepared to follow Jesus to the end, even into death. So maybe that's why he wasn't hiding? Either way, when he heard that his friends had seen Jesus, he was skeptical. He was having a hard time trusting them. Did he doubt the resurrection itself, or did he just doubt his friend's story? We don't really know. Scripture says that God gave us a sound mind, and for sure, Thomas was using his. He voiced his uncertainty, saying that he would believe if he saw it, which many of us can appreciate and understand. Well, sure enough, Jesus made sure Thomas saw it, and the poor guy went down in history as a doubter, nothing else. But I don't hear in the story that Jesus was mad at Thomas. Jesus gave Thomas exactly what the other disciples had received a sign of peace, the breath or spirit of God, a tangible experience of his resurrected body. He also gave him exactly what Thomas asked for. Thomas was bold enough to share his needs with Jesus, and Jesus not only received those needs with love, but he met them. He gave Thomas what he needed. And because Thomas was honest, he grew closer to Jesus. He saw Jesus so clearly for who he was. He said, my Lord and my God, the divine one, the only leader Thomas wanted to follow. Maybe he understood better than any of his other fellow disciples. Jesus wasn't mad at Thomas when he said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. I don't think that was meant to be a dig at Thomas so much as Jesus was turning to us some 2,000 years later, and offering us peace too. Letting us know that he gets how hard it is to believe something that we can't tangibly experience. And so in that moment, he stopped and blessed us who are asked to believe even though we don't get to touch his hands and his side. When you doubt, Jesus isn't mad at you. He hears the struggle and he engages with you. When we are honest with God, we too have a chance to grow closer to God, even though it might be in a brand new way. If we keep our faith at a surface level, it might feel easier and less scary, but we miss out on so much depth. It's like Jacob in the Old Testament. He wrestled with God all night and he would not let go until he was blessed. He demanded it. He demanded that God make all of the wrestling worth it. He demanded that God stick with him and change him. And God did. Jacob walked away with a limp, but he also walked away with a new name, Israel, and a new purpose. Bringing our full selves to God, including our questions, our confusion, our doubts, it might cause us to walk away with a limp. It can be very painful to wrestle with our faith but it's also where the good stuff happens. It's where we grow spiritually, where we find deeper identity and new purpose. I think the wrestling is its own sort of death. Death of what was, death of a less mature faith, death of our old selves. But the great news of Easter is that we all know that with God, 
death just means new life. So doubt away, friends. But as you do, trust that Jesus is ready to show up for you with something brand new. Thanks be to God. Now take some time to talk through these questions together, pausing the podcast in between and giving everybody room to share that wants to. Question one. Have you ever been taught that it's not okay to doubt your faith? And does this story change your mind at all? Question two. If you could bring one big need to Jesus, what would it be? Question three. If you could bring one big challenging question to Jesus, maybe a doubt, what would that be? Question four, can you share a time when you weren't sure of something and you asked for help? How did it go? Question five, it's hard to doubt and grow in your faith if you're not engaging your faith. Share one way that you'd like to dive deeper into your relationship with God this week. Let's pray. God, thank you for the miracle of Easter that you bring life from death. Help us to remember that we can bring our full selves to you, including doubts about who you are and how you work in the world. Give us grace when we aren't sure and help us to grow our faith from these places of struggle. Amen. And now as we finish, if it feels comfortable, you can give the closing blessing to each other with the sign of a cross on the forehand or a head or a hand on the forehead or a hand. If touch doesn't feel good, you can leave that part out. Either way, let's finish by sharing a blessing with these or similar words. May you who cannot see God be blessed in your faith.